Daily Tennis Tip, Episode 260. Why is YouTube a messy place for tennis advice? Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Well, today's topic, why is YouTube a messy place for tennis advice? Five quick tips to explain what I'm talking about. Tip number one, the target audience isn't really you. Let that sink in a minute. What do I mean by that? What they're really selling on YouTube is the fantasy. The fantasy that you imagine you could become by watching slow motion video of highly skilled professional athletes like Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal, probably the two most videotaped tennis players in the world. So people are often comparing the techniques of these tennis stars to ones that you can learn. And it's a fantasy. You're not going to be good as them. Now I get it. It doesn't hurt to dream big and aspire. And yeah, there may be some commonalities in their technique that you can use as fundamentals in your game. But tip number two, let's use a car metaphor. Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal are Formula One cars. Your tennis game, my friend, is more like a Toyota Camry. These vehicles, while doing similar tasks, right, their automobiles perform much differently than what your needs are. For example, if you're in a NASCAR driving around in an oval at 200 miles an hour, some of those cars have four braking systems within them. Your machine has one, and all you got to do is tap the brakes. So some of the things that you're learning here in Formula One driving is not even going to be applicable in the real world when you drive on I-95. Now, let's here in tip number three, give you a little perspective of why YouTube is such a messy place to try to decipher and learn tennis to help your own game. You ready for this? There are over 1 billion, with a B, blogs on the internet. And just to give you a little bit of perspective, there's 7.4 billion people on the planet, and approximately between the developing world and the developed world, there's approximately 50% of the people have internet access. So that means there's about 3.5 billion people that can go on to YouTube or the internet to try to gobble up and consume this information. So that means there's one blog for every 3.5 people. Ladies and gentlemen, we are oversaturated with information. Now, I get it. Let's say, for instance, you want to learn to fly an airplane. Would you rather talk to someone who's got frequent flyer miles and sits in first class, or would you rather talk to the pilot 
that's been flying 747s for a couple of decades. That's what you have to kind of decipher when you go on the internet or what I call blogosphere. It's not hard to start a WordPress account or a Wix account and start typing away and uploading videos. So have a little bit of perspective when you're checking this out. Tip number four, the language barrier of English. Novice tennis players are difficult to teach. And one of the reasons are the pros that teach tennis are so good, we use our own vernacular that the regular folk and the recreational tennis player has no idea what we're talking about. Someone's telling you to load up your forehand with a semi-Western grip. Someone's telling you to pronate on your follow-through. All these terms are correct, but they're very hard to relate to. And since we're all biomechanically built differently, it's really difficult to take Rafael Nadell's forehand and apply it to your own game. We both have two arms. We both have one brain. We both have two legs. But the similarities really end there. So watch out for confusing tennis terms. And if you don't believe me, go on to Google and just type in beginner tennis lessons and scroll down and take a look at some of the videos and see what you get. Tip number five, systems are the key to success. The guy that learned how to fly the 747 had to go through systems and progressions to learn how to deal with an airplane and weather and all the variables that are dealt with. You don't believe systems are around? Just drive in your car. Traffic lights are a system. Imagine, for instance, if there were no traffic lights. In fact, here in Miami, occasionally there's electrical outage, outage and traffic lights don't work. It's anarchy once you get to that intersection. Nobody knows who to go, who wants to go left, who wants to go right, who wants to go straight, and nobody knows when to go. It's very similar when you're learning tennis and you're searching for it on the internet. Now, I don't mean to be such a Debbie Downer, but listen, there's over a million blogs out there. If you want to attack it and put the puzzle together and figure out what goes where, God bless you, you'll have a full-time hobby trying to decipher everything. So systems are the key to learning. If you don't believe me, try learning math, trigonometry, or algebra without going in the correct progression. Because a lot of tennis players feel like this. If I want to really get good at trigonometry, I need to get in this, the class with the trigonometry students. So I'm going to skip algebra and go right to trigonometry because that's the only way I'm going to get good at trigonometry. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, it's crazy, right? It doesn't work. But in tennis, everybody's deluded to think that they can just skip stages, go on the Internet, and figure things out. And what I need you to know is YouTube is a messy place. They're preying on the fantasy of what you want to be, right? You're a Camry. They're going to show you Formula One cars. And also have the perspective. There's a lot of blogs out there. There's a low barrier to entry to starting one. And finally, the language barriers are really complicated. There's a lot of terminology. It's really confusing. And things aren't put together in progressions. you got to learn arithmetic and division and multiplication before you go into algebra and then skip up towards trigonometry. 
Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified each day with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz at BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when push comes to show. I knew it all.